Wow. We're lit. First of all, cheers. Too late, Kyle. Welcome to the pod. Thanks for being here. Because uh, it's been a minute since I've wanted to sit down and have a conversation with anybody um, on this platform. Um, I talk to people all the time. But something that I feel like is going to reach. First of all, introduce yourself. <laughs> Your reward is the great. All right. Um, introduce myself. My name is Nakon. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician from Columbus, Ohio. Child of Nigeria. Nice first generation American. Child of God. Oh, that's right. Youngest is Christina and Larry's kids. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing my way days, you know, it's from my little print in the ecosystem. That's all I mean. <laughs> it's the print in the ecosystem for me. That's all I'm here to do. I heard you say that on uh, a recent interview that you did, and I was mm-hmm. like, that's actually wise because this really is an ecosystem. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Just a question. But the question is when you realize who you are a vessel in your purpose so i think i first want to ask you when did you realize this was your purpose when, when i saw my mama smile first time i saw that first time i saw that i saw the smile that it made it that's like the most politically correct but I mean, I know your mom, and so I could absolutely see that. Yeah, no, she was yeah. really happy. Wow. Like, I remember she took me to this church when we were in New York, and it was like a Spanish church, which they had, she brought me there specifically to sing, because I think the lady was just like, your son was so gifted, you need to come sing in my church. Mm. I remember I sang, and she was just like, Look at God. <laughs> but she never it's so weird. They never are just gonna be like, Wow. They're just more so like they just give me a smile. That's the approval that I need. Yeah. And my dad would just be like, Send that to me. <laughs> that's, that's 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 his wow, that's good. Yeah. Send it to me. Your parents are Nigerian. Yeah. Yeah. As as can be. Yeah. Like like the starter kit. The same for the Vino ASMR. <laughs> It's true though. I mean, for those of you that may not be able to see the situation, you know, I had to just put together a quick charcuterie board for my brother. It's and um, the grapes. You know, in this day and age, we can't get like a grape with a seed anymore. Everything's seedless. This is seedless, though. Yeah. Is that what you're looking for? No, I want the seed, right? I know it's inconvenient. It makes you have to pause, et cetera. But it's giving, where was this created? That's my struggle. I understand. That's my struggle. So, um, right now, the only fruit that I can really consistently get that has seeds in there are lemons. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But. You enjoying the grape though? 
also brings me joy. Man, honestly, I just feel like oh my, I deserve such a <laughs> beautiful presentation. I'm trying to share with the homies. You want, you want some grapes, man? Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. All right. So, yeah. Listen, they're here. They're here. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So, at the at what age though was that? Oh, that was like six, seven. Wow. Yeah, at an early, very early age when I was like, oh, this could be a thing. Mm-hmm. And I kept singing, then I hit puberty, got hurt. Really? <laughs> I had to start over. Oh, yeah, because your yeah. voice becomes yeah. completely different. So, like, I went from being a tenor one year to being, like, a, a legit baritone. And it was, like, really rough for me. Uh-huh. I didn't sing for a year. And then uh, wow. I, was, I found strength in, in my voice. You know who really helped me? Frank Ocean. Really? That was when, that was when Channel Orange released. Rumor has it that he's Sarah Leone. I wouldn't doubt it. Because I, he wrote that song. First of all, I think so. <laughs> um, and it, it, the way he wrote it, the penmanship, etc., the details, I was like, this feels like you saw understanding the life of a salon gal <laughs> that has <laughs> manipulated your mind. Duh. What? Oh, the lyrics, my guy. The lyrics. But um, but also of all the countries, why Sierra Leone? Why? No, I thought it was. Yeah. I just sit. Like. Wow, so Frank Ocean. Um, yeah, he, he kind of was like an example. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, representation matters. Absolutely. So at a point for me, it was just like, I wasn't used to hearing baritone voices mm-hmm. um, in a mainstream space. Okay. From my perspective, at like the age that I was at where I was, like, my voice was transitioning and stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I heard him, it was just like, and I was able to sing along to his songs and stuff, thinking mm-hmm. about you, it was just like... It was just like he had a baritone, but he also had a range of black falsetto. Which you have. Exactly. So yeah. like he kind of showed me like, oh, there's a lane for me. Mm-hmm. I would say that for sure. That's um, what's up. So once that happened, that was when I was like, okay, I just keep singing. I kept singing. This kept getting better. He's in my playlist, so uh, I... You know, if you don't got a theme, you got a playlist for specifically for like the nighttime or something like that, and you don't got like Frank Ocean in there. I don't know if I heard Frank Ocean. Yeah. And I mean, it's not judgment. It's just really just discernment. Yeah, yeah. If you feel judged, um, that's your business. That's you. I just know nothing about it. That's yeah, right. that's all. That's it. That's all. Cheers to Frank Ocean. We gonna cheers. A lot. Yeah. Ah, makes it today. Oh, we're gonna cheers. We're gonna cheers. This isn't train champs, but we're gonna cheers. Feel like it. Holy moly, holy moly. Let's get a drink. Let's get a drink. I'm not Nori. But I will make you cheers. Um, that's what's up. I'm happy that you're here. This is definitely like um, I remember talking about us doing this a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. So God bless the journey. I think it is better now. Um, for so many reasons. Yeah, but for someone like myself, I would have loved to have had that opportunity and then this opportunity as well because I just want everything. Yeah, but I'll take what God will give me. That's the only thing you really do. I mean, 
Libra with Scorpio. That that's the Scorpio we like. Take it all. It's mine. Ooh. All of it. Moderation. Libra. I am working on the balance. Hey. Yeah. That's the key component. It's like a relationship. Yeah. It's work in progress. Um, big time. The journey. Tell me about. I mean, because I think growing up in the church, um, you played several instruments, um, drums, um, keys. What else? Uh, dabble on the bass. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, no. When I get right, I'm going to be like, yeah, I play the bass. That's my favorite instrument. I feel you. Mine too. That's why I'm trying to get right. Regular upright. So funny, like I, put, I did upright in middle school. Which would make sense. Yeah. You're so, tall. But I wasn't, this is pre-puberty. Maybe I was uh, manifesting. But I did the upright in middle school. No okay. problem. And then I just realized how easy it was when I just took it. 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 I was just about to say, like, have we heard of a an artist that I think hits everyone's soul in a certain way that didn't start in the church? Maybe they exist, but I don't know them. I don't know much of them. Yeah. I, mean, I speak to them if they do. I just. Yeah. You know. It's real. But yeah, that's my my ministry, my my, my story from where I come from. But yeah, church and. I was always surrounded by music. Just my pops just like always had me playing. It matters. It, it ranged with a large range from like. Being that he uh, is a Nigerian immigrant mm-hmm. to the U.S., what what can you remember your father playing consistently? So, a lot of gospel, mm-hmm. of course, but uh, um, we're talking about just classic music. He had like a favorite artist, Chief Ebenezer O'Vee, he's a Nigerian artist. Mm-hmm. King Sunny on the Yeah. He rocked with uh, Bob Marley. My pops rocked with Bob Marley a lot. I thought Bob Marley was African. Yeah. Because yeah, of how they would play him. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he really rocked with Bob. And like, uh, Lucky Doobie. Um, more fella. <clears throat> more fella. Okay. But um, I mean, on the other side of that, he played a lot of like. I heard the Beatles with my dad. Mm-hmm. The first time I heard Sting, like one of my dad's favorite songs, the Sting song. Really? Yeah. And, uh, uh, I heard a lot of Kirk Franklin from him. Mm-hmm. I heard a lot of uh, Michael Jackson from him. Yeah. A lot of Michael Jackson. <laughs> a lot of Michael. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah no, he had a he had a pretty wide music range. Like, like palette. Yeah, for sure. I respect him for that. Is he also a musician? Yeah, my father played the guitar. Oh, wow. He was a choir director for our church before we moved to the Wow. That's his, he couldn't really blame no one else but himself once he left. Mm. One of us. It was going to be one of us. Because <laughs> he was like, he always forced us to like, kind of be around when he was doing it. Yeah. Back then, he wouldn't let me just run around the church and stuff. Sit down. 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 Sit down.
down. I would sit there. Pay attention. I'd be mad, but then I start paying attention, and I'm like, yeah. damn, this is fire. Yeah. I'm making music from nothing. That's beautiful. That's, that's from my life. So when we think about, you know, like typical church kid, but you're not typical. What you mean? Typically, when you you hear of a, a kid that grows up in the church, mm-hmm. you know they're they're involved, right? Mm-hmm. It's one thing to be involved, but how do you? What's the difference for you between being involved, play this, I play that? Because you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people there they grow up in the church, <clears throat> play an instrument, they kind of end up either naturally gifted or they end up learning kind of how to hold it how to hold a note, right? But there's this difference between I can hold a note, I can, you know, uh, right? (laughs) For Jesus versus I can sing, sing, I can sing. What's the difference? What's the difference? I don't know. I would say for me, I would just, um, I just, imitated a lot. Mm. Uh, if I heard a cool run, I would just do it over and over again. Okay. Over and over again. Over and over. Over and over. To the point where like I'll be in the crib with me feeling with big bro and stuff. And vivid memories is just me singing my heart out upstairs. And he'd be downstairs like, stop on that sky. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd just be like, and so like and you know and then there's with him saying that it was like he was coming for me but then he was also like kind of giving me game at the same time where it's just like even if you can do all of that you don't need to all the time Mm. i think that's a real a real like lesson so look at big bro coming through subconsciously but consciously but consciously at the same time no because to the point that you make Mm -hmm. um Sometimes the the overruns, right? It can be annoying. It even takes away from the artist's voice <clears throat> and like throat> what they can actually do, their range, so on and so forth, because mm-hmm. there's too much running going on. And um, it just it's just got it's a real gift and talent to know when to like fall lean in and when to fall back. Mm-hmm. And so that was something I struggled with at first because once I first learned how to do all of the runs, I was doing everything. It's a fact. Like, and then as I just continue to grow within my artistry, it's just like, okay, certain songs that I'm writing, it's just like the message I'm trying to convey, mm-hmm. or just the emotion that I'm trying to convey, like with my delivery. Mm-hmm. It's just I could do all of that, but it's just gonna miss the mark. And um, I started learning that more and more by myself, but um, as I started like collaborating and traveling with it and just. So tell me about um, this part of your journey where there's two parts that I'm very interested in. Mm-hmm. The first is um, one would assume, I think we hear the conversation often from African kids, kids that are born to immigrants, mm-hmm. um, West African in particular, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the narrative, like, you have to be a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. If not all three, <clears throat> two of the three, one, you got to be like a perfect A student, you got, you know what I mean, like, 
a lot of us grew up with that energy. <clears throat> what was that like for you? Was that the energy? Because at the same time, you're highly, like, heavily influenced by your father. You know, this proud Nigerian man, right? I think, um, obviously, all those there, education is really important, especially in any foreign household. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I don't think he, I don't think they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it was just like a, uh, if you're going to do this, do it for real, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, um, after a while, they were just, it hurt them that I didn't follow the route that they wanted. Because ultimately, all they care about is security. Of course. And, you know, I had siblings who went that route, so it was just kind of like, mm-hmm follow that but like they knew early that I was different they knew early that I had a kid they knew early you feel me? so it was after a while like there's only so much that I could do mm-hmm. they could do to um, stop that path. yeah no yeah. for sure I don't feel like they were intensely trying to stop it I think again they just wanted what security was and what was best for me from their perspective which you know they came to this country just understanding like I guess security is absolutely and I'm like you know I got my siblings going to school route and I'm here just like yeah I'm just gonna do arts and crafts <laughs> work on songs with my and, Mr. Microphone you know what I mean they yeah. don't even know what that even looks like I don't even know what that looks like I don't think they have a lot of representation of like first generation Americans who like yeah. transcended into that field but I just knew like I had a calling to like reach people with these kids that he gave me so like mm-hmm. I was just like alright you gotta, you gotta take it there no matter what it looks like thing is no one's gonna know what it looks like so talk to me about discipline because once you realize that what you're doing is different from whatever the structure is what's being modeled even if it's not necessarily like like kind of look at this copy me but it's what's being demonstrated and what you're what's in your heart what you believe fundamentally is not aligning to that. So you're going to have to, like, buckle down. Talk to me about your discipline, that process. Nothing else abused me. Nothing else got my attention more. Mm-hmm. So I was going to have to buckle down on what it is that I feel like mm-hmm. my attention went into. Part of me was just, like, mad about where I'm from and, you know, us being here where we are and not really living in situations for me to get into. Another part of me was just like, you know, that's probably a good thing mm-hmm. that there isn't a lot of situations. You you know what you're going to expect when you go out. You know what you're going to expect when you are missing the same people. You feel me? And mm-hmm. it's just like, that's just where I was at. So I was just like... So when you say where you're from, just to kind of hone in... Boring ass Columbus, Ohio. Is that what you're saying? Boring. I love this place, bro. You do. Dude, this is home. I I can't. Shout out to you. I can't. Shout out. Yeah. I feel like it's just, bro. You gotta be from here. (laughs) It's just to have that, like, you feel me, like. In hindsight, I'm like, I really grateful. Like, it's one of my biggest advantages to sound from home. Tell me more. Tell me. I'm curious. Being in LA, bro. They like, they look at me. I'm just me. You feel me? I'm mm-hmm. tall, dark, handsome, you know, black. Oh, no, that's right. You first. Say it twice. Just looks like he exudes wealth. <laughs> Where are you from? Ohio. Ohio. 
Hey, motherfucking Ohio. What's in Ohio? Me, nigga. Cows. <laughs> you feel me? I don't, yeah, because yeah. they be on that. Cows, yeah. farm. Yeah. Ah, me. Yeah. So what? You feel me? Yeah. You talking to me? So there, there's, there's a curiosity that's, that Yeah. Keeps. As opposed to like me saying, like, I'm from New York. You know, I'm yeah. I'm from LA. We're here. Yeah. Or I'm from Idaho. No disrespect to Idaho, but it's just like, that's damn near as I low key feel like. You must meet people from Idaho more frequently. I don't. I don't. I met someone from Maine for the first time a couple weeks ago, which threw me off. And I was like, from Ohio. She's like, bro, we're in the United States. <laughs> that. But like, it's because everybody from LA, everybody in LA is from somewhere else. Like, so it's just like. Really- no, I feel like I actually um I don't disagree with you. Um, I didn't realize that superpower until I actually lived in Brooklyn. Mm. Um, for like two minutes, I worked as a bartender. And when people ask me where I was from, and I'm not gonna lie, I would either say I'm West African, I'm Sierra Leonean, mm-hmm. then they'd be like, well, where'd you grow up? Like, what state or whatever? And I would be honest, like Ohio. Yep. People from the Midwest would be like, oh my God, I'm from Michigan! Yeah. Oh my God, I'm from you know? And it was like this immediate bond. And when they would later, like if I come back, you know, serving them, they'd be like. I'm like, well, how did you, did you, they're like, you seem different because you smile. Mm-hmm. That, like, that is definitely a Midwest thing. And it's such a trip because, like, niggas be so angry things. here sometimes. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, every time I come back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. You know, mm-hmm. Good old-fashioned racism. For me, for me, if it's, if it's not the racism, it's how slow it feels like everything is here. Um, and just how it almost feels like people are moving in slow motion. I've gotten a little bit more like reaccustomed to it, but yeah, yeah for it's a while. It's so hard. I've, I've yeah. been super heavy on the arm when I'm driving back and back home, and I get back. Yeah. Like, what y'all doing? <laughs> what y'all doing? You feel me? Like they call it road rage. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm like order. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Order in the court. So like it just yeah. be it be I don't know, but like to your um to finish your point, like yeah. Like, I get a lot of people from the Midwest out in LA that just, like, we relate. Cause, yeah. Like, that Midwest living is really a thing. Like, even just different coasts, like, specifically Northwest is specific type of living. The West mm-hmm. Coast, or even the Midwest, or the East Coast, like, or the South. Like, it's different type of similarities that is a real thing. So, yeah. That's right. I super, like, it's a huge advantage for me. So, because of that, I've grown to have a lot of pride. Mm-hmm. And where I'm from, especially when I'm outside, just to be able to, and to be like, and in reality, it's just like, there's not, I understand there's not a lot of opportunities here as far as like on that realm, as far as in the creative space or okay. in the industry. And um, it gets to me sometimes because there's so much talent where we are from. True. There's a lot of talented people I know that are just sitting around, like not even just sitting around, that just don't really know. Um, and so, if it's, I don't know if it's my job, but if I'm to be like a, a vessel to be able to help, mm-hmm. spark, that with that picture, looks spark like, that, yeah, yeah, especially out here, because I mean, I just, yeah, I'm just paying it forward for real. So I see that that's a real need here, mm-hmm. um, and um, here's where we are. So. Here is where we are. Mm-hmm. Tell me about where we are, like, at one point in time, 
you were here, solid, grinding in the basement. Bedroom. Bedroom, specifically. It's too cold in the basement, that's real. You were in the bedroom writing songs, collaborating, your bestie, um, Sabrosa, guitar player, guitar producer. producer. Um, I love y'all's story because to me it epitomizes like the how real friendship can be. Mm-hmm. When friendship it, it elevates beyond the term friend and it becomes like sibling, like yeah. brother, family, exactly. Um, what's that like to be in a in a in a space and time where even though you're very young in your career, I believe you have such a far trajectory. Like, I believe it's going to be um, on some classics like like what Tendi Pendergrass was. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I, and I'm not saying it just because of um, just knowing you personally and being biased. Um, every time I see the reaction of somebody who has never heard your music and then they hear it, there it, it's very deep. It's not shallow. It's not, oh, okay, I'm gonna add it to my playlist and move on. It's, I wanna play that again, I wanna play that again. Oh, I'm adding that to the playlist. That's different, especially in this day and age where we are so overwhelmed with content, you really can get overwhelmed and just, it, can, it easily can roll off. But I feel like the reactions personally and then what I've seen, it's consumed. That's different. And then there's a yearning for more of it. That, though, comes from, like, something that is soulful. And typically, when you're an artist, as as hard as it can be, you got to have that person or the group of people around you. So I know there's a small, tight circle. Start with your best friend. What's that like? Yeah, bro. I mean... I feel like you're given soulmates in different like areas of life mm-hmm. in your journey. I feel like he's like a legit soulmate. Like, yeah, my brother, like probably yeah, bro. He knows exactly where I'm going, bro. That's the way I should. Mm-hmm. I be knowing exactly where he's going. Yeah. It's so weird, especially when we're on stage and locked down. But like, mm-hmm. even when we're in the studio, he'll be like, I do a take, and then as soon as I'm done, he'll be like. I'm like, <laughs> I already wish you, G. He's just like, nah, cause nigga, what? Like, you heard them? Like, we like be freaking out of each other. Yeah. So, but nah, it it takes somebody to be safe to do that with. Mm-hmm. I think even us as men too, like egoless. Yeah. Um, cause it's like he doesn't portrays ego too much to the point where um, he's too cool to say that to me. Mm-hmm. And he know I'm not the nigga. You do something crazy, I'm big cheerleader. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah. I, I think it's really important that we were just like kind of those cheerleaders, but we always break each other down too. Don't get it <laughs> it's like a healthy breakdown to build each other up. Like, you know okay. what I mean? But like that's a brother. That's a real family. That like, is that's family, literally. So um, we started doing that a very family early. that's not toxic. Mm, nah, but we also benefit each other. And, yeah. Um, and what we're doing so it's just like bro, I can't be toxic to you because I actually love you but I also need you too 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need you to be great. I need you to be great, for real. Yeah. For like, for this to be dope for me too. And wow. and um, same thing, vice versa for him. Mm-hmm. So it's like transactional, but it's like from a deeper root. So I love that. Yeah, it feels so normal. Like we've been mobbing through so much, bro. I thought there was gonna be a point in time where we wasn't. But like, once we got past a couple of things, it was just like. Yeah. Oh, we're like, we're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where you are? It's, a, it's a really important moment. Um, like uh, after seeing you all together this past Sunday at Noir, and then I actually like I think I'm weird and I work backwards. I didn't watch the performance of um, Vic Mensa with both you and Sarosa backing him until today. You just call me. I'm sorry. It's, it's, okay. I'll call me. I respect this producer. Thank you. Tonight. I super respect you. You know, I'm trying, to make them, I'm trying to make them know who you are also, but know who you are at the same time too. Yeah, you got yeah okay. Because you are around Hey. Hey. <laughs> you can say hey over yeah. here too. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Okay. Um, so I kind of worked backwards, but I I'm so glad I did because knowing seeing you all meeting him first before even seeing what I saw online. Um, I mean, first of all, let's cheers. Shout out to this is like a double cheer. So Vic Mensa, Tamron Hall, um, the audience giving y'all the love, um, the opportunity. God is good. God is great. Amen. I But then, like, seeing y'all together for real in the parking lot before y'all performed even, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> real brother. Yeah. It translates better on stage for real, but like, um, it translates well on stage. I'm gonna say it better. Some people say it translates better when we actually are just talking. Actually, spend time. Yeah. Like y'all two are like dumb and dumber. Like no. So that's not wrong. (laughs) The funny dumb and dumber because when you first when y'all first was in LA, um, y'all you was posting, Mm -hmm. and it would be the the slides. Maybe it would be like six posts. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the personality element of the two of you, Mm -hmm. um, I was able to get that from that. And then seeing the, the progress and y'all performed this past <laughs> Sunday and then watching y'all in a very like high intensity like stage where it's strangers, it's, it's TV, it's YouTube, it's Cameron Hall and it's still like, okay, let's let's get professional because now but y'all are still you. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, thank you. I love thank it. You. Yeah, no, that makes that's perfect. That's, perfect. that's how I received it. Honestly, even that Tamara Hall situation. Mm-hmm. Loving what I see when the mirror looks at me, cause I I imagine. I used to wanna have blue eyes. No insecurities and I'm finally happy because I imagine I used to want to have blue eyes I used to want to have blue eyes 
It's like I was living two lives, internalized self-hatred with racism in society is as American as apple pies, psychologically terrorized to the point where the mirror could even tell you lies. I was staring at my parents, wonder why my parents was different. Wish I was white with fantasize. Can't regard a label, psychotic was traumatized. A pipeline has started me in the homicides, telling me I'm a felony or I'm a disability. So the natural progression for me was suicide. Aspire to it at only five. Either that or the bluest eye. Identity clash, who am I? If I could speak to a younger me, I would rewrite my history. Tell me that you're beautiful, cause you alive, you survive. Loving what I see when the mirror looks at me cause I, I imagine I used to want to have blue eyes. I used to want to have blue. No insecurities. I used to want to have I'm finally happy she always wanted some blue eyes She fantasized about blue eyes And oxymoron like true lies Fighting demons inside with lightning And creating a high complexion Killing herself from the inside She couldn't handle the sunshine Her skin developed a cancer in the enzyme What she thought was the answer Now threatening to cancel the melanin Protecting her, that's a thin line Deeply affected her when her husband died Her innermost insecurities was magnified African women lost in the shadow Of white supremacy, the light of your skin the more it's glorified Generation of centuries we've been victimized Started viewing ourselves through our oppressor's eyes I wrote this verse for my auntie These words in Ashanti Hope you know that your culture is where your power lies That's where your power lies Could you imagine Could you Shout out to Vic. Thank you so much, man, for that opportunity. I'm super grateful. Yeah, super dope. And PZ. Um, we very much so, they knew to call me, which I was super grateful for, but he was, you know how all that happened? It was just like, like, he knows, like, anywhere I go, I'll make sure he comes with me, no matter even if he's there or not. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I met both of them before that, like, mm-hmm. when I first met them, I was just like, y'all, I got this nigga, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's too cold, bro. Um, and when they meet him, they was just like, you were the line. And it's just like, it's almost like, yeah. it's too easy, bro. Like, I could just point him out to anybody and, like, yeah. I know he'll do the rest. I don't really got to, like... I'll never be like, oh yeah, I put you in this. I never like, all I gotta do is say your name. You'll do the rest. I trust you do the rest. You feel know I me? Mean? So, mm-hmm. so that's kind of how that situation came about. They knew, and everybody knew of me and PZ. They knew of me, and um, they knew of me and Ernest together. So they were just utilizing, we were just utilizing each other. That specific song that we did on Tamara Hall show, uh, Ernest did something on there. I did something on there on the album. Mm-hmm. And um, it just made And that sense. was Blue Eyes, right? Blue Eyes, correct. yeah. Um, yeah, it just made so much sense, bro. And um, talk about a piece of comfort on there in like a high intensity situation. Like mm-hmm. for my brother to be there right next to my left hand side, which is where he's always been since we've been performing at 18 in the city. Mm-hmm. He's literally always been on my left side, left, either my left, I mean, mostly my left, but like. Yeah. For him to be right there during that, it was just like a peace. It was like a... Like a calmness. Yeah, no, for a thousand percent. And he knows that, same thing. Like, even literally right before we about to air, he's just like, 
He's just looking at me. He's like, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, no, that's right. He's been standing over my head in front of everybody, bro. And I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> we do this no for we real. really do this for real like yeah. for real so like, it doesn't matter where but we really would just do that for real yeah that's lucky you started playing and I started worshiping for real for real but like for real yeah, that, it happens, it happens. oh for real yeah. so like me and him being him yes that's one he's a pivotal part of this journey that I've been on and I'm super grateful for him mm-hmm. even my other best friend who's on the DJ board um the closest white friend I had. His name is Alex, man. He, hey, Alex. Shout out my boy. He's more than just a white friend. We're actually twins. <laughs> Not um, twins. You look just like. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but uh, yeah, no, him and I met each other freshman year. Him and I met each other freshman year of um, high school. Mm. We were in choir together. And, okay. He's always been around. I always just love his music taste. I'm like, you know, I've got the average music taste of a white boy. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. He's talking to me about Earth and the Fire, coming in, playing Happy Feelings. You feel me? Frankie Beverly made his stuff. Like, we just chopping it up about that. Like, and I'm just like, bro, you're cool. We're going to be around each other a long time. Wow. And he was, like, one of the biggest reasons how we all started recording like he got a microphone for Christmas and he was like bro I got a mic for Christmas bro we're pulling up in three days I'm tearing my whole room down I'm turning my closet into a studio closet bro we're starting the studio right now like he was pushing me you feel me so like them two have been extremely pivotal to me throughout my journey throughout this music journey Um, I think that's um you know there's memes all the time that's like um get you a white friend It's not false. It's not. It's difficult um, in some areas to come by, and it doesn't mean get yourself a white uh, person, like associator, but like somebody who you really connect with. When you find that person, but they literally don't look like you, and vice versa, but y'all can really connect. It's almost. I don't want to say it's deeper, but it's a different type of respect and love because it's like given everything in the world that is going on and everything that is against us as humans like we're pivoted we're pitted against one another and then that's coming from the midwest right this is the breeding ground for i mean indiana kkk founded that's where i went to university you know what i'm saying i met some of the most like beautiful in spirit white people there um to this day we're still cool and um you know so it's one of i I look at it like miracles i think it's just a testament of of god i i agree it's just you know god transcends all of that yeah i agree race color But all the shits. All of the shits. Like, all I mean, not to say that all the shits don't matter and they're not a thing, but I feel like sometimes, like, when you allow it to just flow, yeah, and you realize, like, what we have in common and what we don't have in common, and yeah. just that we're human beings going through this human experience, and sometimes you need to have grace for each other, or even just, like, bro, this is just a good person. Uh-huh. And, and you're, you're focused on being a good person, you're going to attract that. So it's just like, 
Amen. That's true. might be like, can't fuck with you, bro. You white. Yeah. And vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyways, that's not the type of person he is or me or even where he comes from or where I come from. It's just like, yeah, bro. And something beautiful came out of it because we developed a like lifelong friendship. Him and I have gone like all of we've done like tour college tours together. Like we his his mom's like my mom, my mom's like his mom. Like it's uh-huh. you know, such a blessing for real, honestly. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. That's what's up. Okay, besties. You know what I'm saying? Those are anyways. my brother Wayne, shout out Wayne. Mm-hmm. He taught me how to record. Yeah, I'm, we keep it tight in this around here. Keep it tight. I mean, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't shout out your siblings. Oh, yeah. The original ARs. The, ori- <laughs> the original uh, music industry introduction. Um, one of them is here. He's here. Bright lights, but I, I feel him in the room. What else is here? Senior. Big bro. Um. Literally your twin. Um, it's right. weird. Uh, people was they have me just weak. I I told Lacan um, someone literally said I don't get it. Lacan was like on the mic, but then he was next to you singing, and then he was on the mic again, and then he was next to you singing. And I was like, that was not him. That was his brother. Oh wow. Are they twins? Pretty much. <clears throat> uh, okay, let's go with that. Pretty much. So yeah, shout mm-hmm. out to Big Bro. Yeah. Big Sis. Lola. Wow. Influential in my life. Yeah. Uh, I am who I am because of them. So. Yeah, that's real. It's, it's that's real. Yeah. Um, talk to me about your. As far as musical influences, I think it's pretty typical when people mention, like, you know, the big greats, right? Um, you know, the Michaels, um, Whitney's, etc., the Luthers, Big Luther and Little Luther. But for you, um, because your, your voice is has such a range, you know, it aligns to baritone, but you can go up and down the scale, you know. Frank Ocean, you mentioned, is one, which I think is dope. Who else? With specific, I'm, I'm, I'm a tone type of guy. I gravitate to you, like, mm-hmm. based off your tone. Brandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just little stuff like the D'Angelo. It's little, I like, or even like, Haley Williams from like Paramore or something like that. Mm. Or like, what else has a specific tone? Like Justin Timberlake or some shit like that. Or like, even just Lana's <laughs> really? specific tone. Beyonce is somebody that I had, like, her tones and I've gravitated to as such a specific. Yeah, Justin Timberlake for sure. Um, sync. I was rocking that No Strings Attached album. <laughs> to the end of time. Still today. That's but um, yeah, I, I I'm just I'm fascinated by that type of stuff. I hear the voice before I hear anything else. Before I hear the lyrics, before I hear the beat, sometimes I always hear the voice. Hmm. That's the thing I run to first. So. That's interesting. Okay. 
Okay. When you think about um, when you're in these spaces and you are performing for the first time in front of a crowd, I mean, mm. you're you're what's considered like your new artist, mm. right? You're not new to it, mm. but as far as who you're performing for, you're this is it. This is the first time. It's first impression. What goes through your mind as far as what do you want when they leave the room? What do you want them to think of you as? And what song do you want playing in their head over and over? What do I want them to think of me as is just somebody that's uh, it's a good time. Like they actually thoroughly enjoyed themselves. Like mm-hmm. I want it, I want some part of it to be memorable for them, a uh, core memory for them. Mm-hmm. Especially, like you said, introductory. I think it's important for me. Like introduction matters for sure. Sure. So, like, like you said, I'm not new to it, but I'm essentially new to them. Mm-hmm. So when I think about it from my perspective, I'm just like, you're not new to it. You're, you know, just go about it like how you always been. Read the room for sure, but like, read, go do what you gotta do. You feel me? Um, what song do I want them to gravitate to? Honestly, my goal is to hook you. At some point, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter when. Doesn't I, I, matter. I just, just want to get you. <laughs> Not even in a negative way. I just want to get just you. Want, I just want the choir. I just want it to be dead silent, and you just sitting here, just like. see like see that's the thing and then you know stage in particular it's just like i want them to feel like a sense of peace in this time that i have with them mm-hmm. comfortable okay especially the sense of time that i have with them i don't want them to really worry about too much else in the world because mm-hmm. enough to worry about yeah so, that's 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 one of the realest so while i have your time and i'm grateful because you could be anywhere but you chose to spend your time it's with pretty me. shitty out here in this world Again, while I have your time, I'm grateful for you to be, you can be anywhere, spending your shitty time, <laughs> but you spent your shitty time here with me, and yeah. I'm going to do my best to make sure it's not so shitty, because mm. it's enough shitty out there. You've been tapped into Conversations with Creatives, a series here at I Am Gaima, a podcast. Shout out to Lakehan and his team for stopping by and blessing the podcast with perspective and just overall good vibes for more lakon tap into his socials at lakon.official and to add his music to your playlist download purchase do all the good things follow him on lakon on spotify thanks for listening